thank you for our illustrious choir and the beautiful voices that sing on your behalf. God, we thank you for these thy people who have come out to hear from you, minister to their souls, bind the enemy in the name of Jesus, and have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Lord, good Lord. Get a Lord, get a Lord, get a Lord. A hand clap to our visitors, to our co-laborers in the gospel, to all of our members and friends. We greet you in the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Bless his name. This morning we're going to be in some familiar territory, Psalm 46, 11 verses, Psalm 46 and verse 1. When you get it, say amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read three connecting verses which substantiates the entire psalm. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. This morning we're going to preach around the subject still standing. In spite of everything that the devil throws against us. Still stand. Turn to your neighbor and say, I still got air in my wings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Still stand. The greatest sedative for difficulty, discouragement, and depression is God's solution of being still. That when we don't understand what's going on, when contrary winds are blowing, when we live in the midst of fractured feelings, our futures are frozen, and our faith continues to fade. When the joy of the mountaintop experience has vanished away and we find ourselves in the valley, 
of darkness. We need to hide, we need to hear, and we need to hope in him. Let me say that again. We need to hide, we need to hear, and we need to hope in him. In essence, God is saying, cut off your engines and leave the driving up to me. Shut it down. Stop planning. Stop fighting. Stop purposing. Stop scheming. Stop trying. Just shut everything down. And be still and know that I'm God. On the mountaintop, we see his splendor. But in the valley, we learn about his sufficiency. And, and, and see, that's what Paul was talking about in Philippians. Paul was talking about that sufficiency that I've learned. It's a learning thing. Whatever state I'm in, to be content. Paul says, I, I know how to abound. I know how to be a base. I'm full, and yet I'm empty. Oh, have mercy. I can praise him when everything is going bad. And I can praise him when everything is going good. Because my praise is not predicated. I'm trying to preach to somebody. On outside things coming in. But my joy is based on things inside going out. That's why the songwriter said, this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Can I get a witness? That as you grow in grace, you understand that God wants you and I to be stabled in him. Can I get a witness? And, and, and when things come in that, that look bad, we just transfer them right to, to his hands. Here, Lord, this is yours. This is your, the, uh, here, here, here's what we do. When trouble comes, we grab it and bring it in. And then it takes us down. God wants you to take trouble and keep throwing it his way. Can I get a witness? And that's, that's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which keeps on strengthening me. But my God shall <laughs> supply all you need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So this morning, we're not dealing with doctrine, we're dealing with dependence. We're not dealing with, amen, a salvation and redemption. We're dealing with salvaging and rest. We're dealing with, not with fractures, but with freedom. How do I become free? How do I become free of my problems? How do I live free? from all the negative, negative stuff that's coming in 
to my life. And it's in the midst of these miscues that uh, the psalmist, being the sons of Korah, who's using this psalm as a deliverance of man, this 46th division of psalm. And it's, and it's, and it's, and it's interesting that uh, he's, he's, he's dealing with the true born-again believer who, amen, understands that the exterior things can only affect the interior things when I give it permission. When I let the outside stuff affect the inside stuff, I lose my sense of peace. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so here in this great psalm, there, there, there are just three things we want to look at, but there, there are so pro, some profound things in the text. I told you as a Bible student and a Bible teacher, I, I believe strongly in first observation. In, in, instead of running to your commentaries, instead of uh, trying to get a quick, uh, a quick message, uh, amen, to teach and preach, just sit there and do observation. See what the Holy Spirit is saying in the text. And, and, and then once you get observation, you need to move to interrogation. You need to start interrogating the text and asking those interrogatives, who, why, where, how, and when. You need to keep that moving. And so you move from observation to interrogation. And then after you have interrogated the text, then you move to interpretation. You, you now can understand the intent of the Holy Spirit because I've done some observation I've completed some interrogation, and now I'm able, amen, to give, listen, some interpretation, and then, amen, if I hold on, I'll get some application. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and when I truly understand the text and get application, now, hallelujah, ha-ha, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do some inspiration. I'm going to praise him for what I've learned. Can I get a witness? Y'all hanging there with me. But uh, the, the, the psalmist, the psalmist, there's some things I want you to notice by observation. First, notice that the word refuge and strength, the word refuge means shelter. The word refuge and strength is in verse 1. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is in verse 7. And it is in verse 11. So, so in all three places, I see this word refuge, but in the Hebrew, amen, the word refuge in verse 7 and 11 is more intensified. It, in, in, in other words, it's, it's of a greater potency than that of verse 1, because by the time I get down to verse 7 and end in verse 11, I begin to know the God of the Scriptures. Can I get a witness? That means he's intensely in this situation. That, 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 that when I look at uh, this, this text, and, and, and I want you to see this in verse 1, God is our refuge, shelter, and my strength, and a very present. Now, now, now stop, pause, and part. The word very, uh, listen, is a modifier, which means it's not just that God is present. 
He's a very present. And, and, and the modifier suggests, hanging in with me, the modifier suggests that God is not just there. God is there intensely. He, he was there before the trouble came. I'm preaching now. He, he was already there before you start praying. He, he was already in place, ready to rebuke the trouble before you even understood trouble was in the camp. He is my very modifier. He is my very present help. Now, now I, can, I can formulate a sermon just off the modifier. He's very, he's very good. Can I get a witness? He's not just good. He's very good. He's very strong. He's, come on now, he's very wise. Do I have a witness? He's, he, he's very protective. Do I have a witness? How do you know he's very protective and very good? And how do you know he's very promotional? And how do you know he's very, uh, how, how do you dare put a modifier in front of God? Because I have walked with him and, and I have talked with him and I have been down and he pulled me up. I, I've been out and he pulled me back in. Can I get a witness? I have some practical experience with this God. I'm not sitting in a class with a teacher speculating. I've walked with this God. I failed with this God. Do I have a witness? I was hungry and this God fed me. I was thirsty and this God gave me something to drink. I was unclothed and this God put clothes on my back. This God put money in my pocket. This God put breath in my, this God put strength in my bones. I know whom I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody else's God. I'm talking about my God. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. Every Sunday I get up to preach. Every time I'm up here praising, you can say what you want to say. You know I don't give a kitty. You know why I don't give a kitty? Because I know what the Lord has done for me. I know that the Lord snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. Do I have a witness? I'm from the streets of South Philly. I know where the Lord brought me from. I know how the Lord took me through. I know how the Lord detoured my life. I know how the Lord put me on a street called Straight. Put a new song in my mouth, even praise. You got to know <laughs> that you know that you know. This is not no hypothesis. This is, this is not no speculation. Can I, I know the man from Galilee. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so, and so, and so, and so, and so the modifier, the modifier, the modifier, the modifier, the modifier, a very present help in trouble. He's my guidance. He's my GPS. Well, well some, 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 right. What, what are you saying to me? Well, when trouble comes, verse one, learn to hide in him. Lord, I can't handle this. Lord, my emotions are out of whack. Lord, I don't have the calculation to this equation. Lord, I, 
I can't figure it out. I don't have the logic. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't, I'm, I'm tired. I'm weary. I'm worn. I'm, I'm battered. I'm bruised. I'm brittle. He said, hide in him. In spite of our fears and fractures, our futilities, our feigning spells, I dare you to hide in him. Let the Lord be the Lord. Let, let, the, let the Lord be your hiding place. Well, well wait a minute. Let me, let, me, let me look at this logically. Why should I let the Lord be my hiding place? First of all, because we are not forsaken. Hmm. Now, 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 what you have to understand is that in the midst of our madness, our God never forsakes us. Can I get a witness? No, no, notice, and, and, and see, this is, this, is, this is hewn out of this stone by the names that are in this text. El Shaddai, the big-breasted one, God Almighty. Mm. El Roy, Elohim, ah. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah M. Ch Jehovah M. Kadesh, Jehovah Sinkanu. Oh. When you understand the names of God, ah, the, the Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Uh, do I have a witness? When you, Yahweh, uh, when you, under, and this is where Martin Luther during the 1700s, he came up with the song, The Lord is My Mighty Fortress. It came out of this song. He, he, he kept reading this and said, you know what? The Lord is my mighty fortress. It's, it's safe to hide in him. Why? Because he will not forsake me. Wife might leave. Husband might leave. Children might leave. Church might leave. But Jesus will never leave you. I, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. Do I have a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. See, see, child, child of God, Jesus, amen, will be with you through the thick and the thin. Can I get a witness? That, that he will never forsake you, but secondly, you need not fear. Verse 2, therefore, will not we fear? Well, well, well if I'm in him, if I'm hiding in him and he's protecting me and I have no phobias, no weapons, no worries. Listen, if I'm not overwhelmed what I see, amen, therefore we don't fear. Why? Because of his presence. He told Moses, I'm going to hide you in the cleft of the rock. And when I pass by, I'll let you see my hind parts. Can I get a witness? that the presence of the Lord is enough for us to know he has not forsaken us. We do not need to fear. He's with us. He's with us. I'll, I'll be with you through the water, through the vow, look, through the water, through the flood. I'll, I'll be with you. Can I get a witness? Amen. He was with Daniel in the lion's den. He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the oven. Can I get a witness? See, see God is not restricted. Amen. Uh, uh, to be with you no matter where you go. See, that's what makes me shout. When I think about predestination, when I think about the fact before I was saved that the Lord was already with me, 
the Lord was already in front of me. The Lord was already beckoning me. The Lord was already protecting me. The Lord was already providing me. Some of you that are sitting here saved with your lips poked out. The reason that your lips are poked out is because you don't understand just how good God is. You don't have a clue just how good he is. I, I'm, I'm not talking about St. Matthews. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about where you are today. I'm talking about going back before you were singing on the choir. Go back before you was preaching in the pulpit. Go back before you were coming to church. The Lord was walking with you. The Lord was talking with you. The Lord was making up a table before you. The Lord was your strength. The Lord was there. He's always been there. And he will always be there. That's why we don't fail. Can I get a witness? Wherever I go, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I get on the wings and fly to glory, he's there. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He, he's everywhere at the same time. But here's what you don't understand. He's not only there, he was there before you thought to go there. He was always there. He was in your elementary school waiting on you. He was in your junior high school waiting on you. He was in your high school waiting on you. He was in your college waiting on you. He was on your job waiting on you. He was there before you got married. He was there before you got divorced. He was there before you lost your mind. He was there. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. God today. Not forsaken. No fears. No foundations. Now, now, now the psalmist, the psalmist, the psalmist, let me beg a moment. The psalmist now uses this poetic imagery and what we call hyperbole Hyperbole is an over-exaggeration. He uses this imaging, this poetic imagery to show just how faithful God is. And, and, and so in verse 2 he says, look, 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 the reason we don't fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried in back into the midst of the sea. Now, there's two pictures here, the flood. Because the flood, the mountains went underwater. Universal flood. Uh, Y'all looking at me funny. Genesis, Noah, 6. Do I have a witness? I know you don't read it, but it was a universal flood. It, it, it did not flood in Williamstown and not in Philly. It, it was a universal flood. Uh, do I have a witness? I'm sick and tired of these idiots telling you that only an island flooded and nothing, no, everything flooded. Can I get a witness? And, and, and see, the picture of the flood is that God was so awesome that he took eight in the family, put them in, Lord have mercy, with bulrushes, put them in an ark, sealed the door, and allowed the ark to be consumed by the flood, and yet the flood couldn't touch them. What God does is he allows you 
to go through hell. But the hell cannot consume you. The hell cannot touch you. The hell cannot hurt you. The hell cannot do anything to you. And when he's ready to receive the waters, you come out of the ark, you look at the hell and you start praising heaven because you realize that your God is an awesome God. If creation, hyperbole, could be reversed, if the mountains could go back into the sea, because that's where they came from, if, look, look, if the waters thereof raw, verse 3, and be troubled, tsunamis, tsunamis and, 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 and earthquakes and tidal waves, mountains shake, swelling thereof. Now, he, he says, Salah, stop, pause, and meditate on that. Meditate, meditate. Don't go too fast. That's what slide means. Stop. Let's take a break in class because you'll never swallow all this. If God can take the foundations of the earth and remove them, and yet you be not removed. If God can call hell to come over you, but you not be part of hell. If, if God can let stuff pop up in your life that's too encompassing for you to handle and he just tells you to shut your motor off, I got it. Then why are you worried? Though, 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 though the earth, though, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar thereof, say Let's take a break. In class. Have you ever been in class with a prof or the teacher says, all right, break time. Let's take five minutes to come back. And, 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 and there's something about <laughs> the lesson plan was so deep that by the time you take a break, you're still sitting in your seat talking about it. Can I get a witness? You're sitting up there saying, he said, you better go on break. You better use the bathroom. I, I just can't move. I, this, this is too much for me to swap. Have you ever been like that? See, that's the way God is. God, God is deep. God throws something at you and says, now, let's take a break. Can I get a witness? And you say, I can't break. I, I'm going to break out shouting in a minute because my God is an awesome God. God, 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 God is, God is, God is too much for me to absorb. God today. Ooh. In the midst of all of this hyperbole and all of this poetic imagery, God has a nerve after a break to say, there is a river. <laughs> Let me talk to my Bible students. Ezekiel 40, there is a millennial river coming out of the millennial temple. During the time of the Messiah King, when Jesus sets up his throne for a thousand years, y'all looking funny now. Yeah. After the Antichrist is killed, Satan is bound. Jesus is going to rule with a rod of iron. 
and there's going to be a stream flowing from the millennial temple. Revelation 21 is going to be a stream flowing from the new heavens and the new earth. Do I have a witness? Lord have mercy. He, he, he's talking about there is, a, in the Garden of Eden, there was a river that broke out into four rivers, Hittichel and Euphrates. And he said, there is a river. That, that, that what the psalmist is explaining, notice what he says, there is a river, a singular, the streams. Out of one river comes many streams. Streams thereof shall make glad the city of God. Now, the, the picture is Israel is in a fortress and the enemy is outside waiting for you to run out of supplies. They just walking back and forth in front of the, the gates waiting for you to walk, run out of water and food so they can come in. When you open the gates in, in your desperation, they come in the key. And what they can't figure out, look, looking at their proverbial watch, is that they should have been out of supplies by now. Don't, don't, don't you know Satan keeps looking at you saying, they should have been out of strength by now. They, they, they should have been out of hope by now. They, come on, I'm preaching to somebody. They, 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 they should have given up. Lord have mercy. By now, I put hell in their marriage. I put hell in their ministry. I put hell in their mind. I put hell on their job. I put hell in their health. They should have been out of energy by now, but we're still standing. Satan says, I don't understand it. I done beat this boy up. I done talked about him. I done hit his body. I done hit his family. I done hit his health. I done messed with his mind. But he walks in here on Sunday morning and he's still, still, still standing. Why are you still standing? Because there is a river. Ah, God has got an underground reservoir into your soul. Do I have a witness? When I was ready to give up, I couldn't give up. When I was ready to walk out, I couldn't walk out. When I was ready to die, I could not die because great Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, Satan keeps looking at us, saying they should have been finished by now. I done beat them all up. Can I get a witness? I made them cry in the midnight hour. Can I get a witness? They're tired of living, tired of believing, tired of trusting, but God, but God, but God. But God, who's rich in mercy. And see, and see, 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 and see, my strength is renewed like the eagles. Can I get a witness? That means we can take a licking and keep on ticking. Can I get a witness? That means as long as the Lord is in me and I'm hiding in him. Take your best shot, Satan. It ain't going to work. 
I'm coming out of this. I'm going to shout. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to exalt you because this joy, this joy, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can take it away. He's present, he's powerful, he's protective, and he provides. He provides. Hallelujah. Pastor, do you ever get low? All the time. Well, what do you do when you get low? Well, I, I, I hide in him. Why do you hide in him? Because weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning and we know that all things are working together for the good and he that hath begun a good work in me will keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ and he will do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think to the only wise God our Savior be glory, dominion, power both now and forevermore let the church say amen Hallelujah. No weapon. No weapon, you can criticize me, you can cut me, can I get a witness? No weapon, can I get a witness? I wish I had a witness up in this house. You can't hurt me because I belong to the all-wise God, all-knowing God, all-powerful God. And somebody said he's able, any able, any able, any able, he's able. We should not, we should not wallow in our worries. We, we need to hide in him. But secondly, we should not wander but wait, we need to hear him. And see, the first was your guidance. This is your growth. Let me, let me, over the years since I've been saved, the Lord has said to me, when things come into your life that hurt, ask three questions. Lord, what are you trying to say to me? Listen, what are you trying to say to me about myself? See, sometimes you got a message for everybody else but yourself. You can tell everybody else what the Lord is saying to them, but you can't hear what God is saying to you. You ain't got to say amen. And God, and God does not use soothsayers. God did not give you a message about me. That's a lie from the pit. If God is talking to you, he's talking to you about you. Can I get a witness? 
Don't be coming to me talking about what the Lord told me to tell you, you lying wonder in the name of Jesus. God ain't tell you nothing. Can I get a witness? Almost 25 years ago, lady across the street said, you know, the, the, I, the Lord told me to tell you. I said, hold up, baby. Go home and tell the Lord I'll be in my bedroom at night. He can talk to me. Can I get a witness? Thank you, Jesus. Now, 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 now listen, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we should not wander but wait. This is all for our growth. Everything that God allows in your life that brings pain is really growth for your profit. Amen. There's something he's trying to teach you. Lord, what are you trying to say to me about me? Now, watch this now. Lord, what are you trying to say to me about yourself? Maybe what I'm going through is strictly between me and you. He may want you to depend on him. He may want you to get deeper in him. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. He may want you to stop all that false denial and confess that you messed up in front of him. You ain't got to say amen. I'll say it for you. Romans 5 says, listen to this. You're talking about growth and tribulations will bring patience, perseverance. The way God makes us strong is by sending trouble our way. And we mess it up, don't we? Don't, don't we mess up? We don't always handle it right. We don't always do right. We don't always talk right. So God says, well, uh, Raymond Gordon, you... You got an F on that test. So here's what's going to happen. It's called summer school. You got to take this course over again. I'm going to send trouble again. <laughs> and I may use a different way to bring the trouble. But I want you to pass the test. I want you to hide in me. But then I want you to hear me. And we hear him best when all hell's breaking out. Do I have a witness? That, 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 that tribulation brings patience, patience, experience, experience, hope, and hope is not a shame for the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. Look what the psalmist says. He says, be still. And now, now can, I, can I give you a confession? It's hard for me to be still. I'm always moving, always thinking, always trying to fix something, always trying to, how, how many of y'all know it's hard to be still? I, I know some of y'all ain't gonna, some of y'all ain't going to raise your hand. I be still when the Lord tell me you're in line. It's, 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 it's hard being still. It's hard hiding in God. Mm. It's hard sometimes hearing God. Do I have a witness? Look, look what he says in verse, in verse, in verse real, real, you know, real quickly. He says, verse 10, be still and know. Now, now here, here's where... I want to run back up the page a minute because I want you to see these personal pronouns about God. He says, verse 7, here it is, the Lord of hosts is with us. Look at that preposition. The God of Jacob, now that's significant. Who is Jacob? Uh, J listen, uh, Jacob, amen, is one of the 12 sons of Jacob. I mean, let me get it right. Je no, I'm sorry. What, what, what am I saying? Jacob is the father of 12 sons. Are you with me? Now, now hang in there with me. 
uh, you are not a true Jew unless you have lineage through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Esau was Jacob's twin, but Esau was not a Jew because he didn't come through Jacob. The promises were made to Jacob, who had 12 sons, 12 tribes of Israel. So even though Esau was his twin brother, he was not a true Jew. He was an Edomite. So God says in his election plan, Esau, I hated, but Jacob, I love. And, and, and the reason we're bringing up Jacob, because Jacob's name is associated with God being a covenantal God, a God who made promises and will keep them. Oh, y'all ain't getting this time. See, 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 I need to come back to Bible study. See, when Abraham came back from the battle, amen, to get his nephew Lot, Abraham, on the way back, met a man called Melchizedek. Melchizedek was king of Salem. He was a type of Christ. He wasn't Christ. He was a type of Christ. And when Abraham saw Melchizedek, king of Salem, Salem, Jerusalem, he bowed, he bowed down to Melchizedek and paid tithes into Melchizedek. No, I ain't getting this. In paying tithes into Melchizedek, he was paying tithes into, into, into the loins of Abraham's posterity. So when Abraham blessed Melchizedek, Melchizedek turned around and blessed Isaac and Jacob, who were not even born yet. So every time I tithe 10% to Jesus... He's blessing Ray, Diamond, and Rachel. My prosperity, y'all, I, I, I know this is heavy. I know this is heavy for y'all because my faith, y'all ain't getting this picture. See, there was a story in, in, in the New Testament where, where a man was paralyzed and four of his friends put him on a stretcher, took him down to the roof and let him down. And in the midst of Jesus, because it was too crowded to get him in the front door. Now listen what Jesus said. Jesus said, because of their faith, I'm blessing you. Y'all ain't getting this. Because of your faith, God going to bless your children. Because of your faith, God going to bless your daughter. Because of your faith, God going to bless your offspring. Child of God, you don't get the picture. Your children are being blessed because of you and you're blessed because of your parents and your parents was blessed because of your grandparents y'all ain't getting the picture if you so see God will bless your posterity I don't even wait I don't I don't go to church as I ought, and I'm just being blessed. You better look to your mother and father. Do I have a witness? I got cancer, and he healed my body, and I know my life ain't right. You better look to your mother and father. Songwriter says, somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind, took the time to pray for me, and I'm so glad. 
they pray. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Be still. He's the Lord of hosts. Can I get a witness? He, look, look, look at the personal pronouns. Uh, are you with me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he maketh, uh, verse 9, wars to cease. Not you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He breaketh the bow of the enemy. He cutteth the spear of the enemy in half. He burneth the chariot that's chasing you in the fire. That's why you can be still, because he's doing it all. You need to hear him. Be still. Elijah, I wasn't in the earthquake. I wasn't in the fire. I was in a still, small voice. It's him, his inspiration. We grow from our groans. Every time we go through pain, God is giving us a potential to be stronger. Whatever you're going through this morning, it was ordered. I, I, I know you don't like to think in them terms. Let me, let me tell you something about the Christian. There are no accidents in the Christian's life. It's appointments. Can I get a witness? We got an appointment with trials. We got an appointment with tribulations. We got an appointment with sickness. We got an appointment with death. We, Paul says, for we are appointed as sheep for the slaughter. We got some appointments, and when the appointment's coming up, God wants, amen, he wants a stabilization in us. Just like he's the God of the mountains, when we praise his splendor, he wants us to praise him in the valley as the God of sufficiency. Somebody got to walk out here today and say, he's able. I, I know I messed up. I know I'm ready to give up. I know I don't want to show up, but he's able. I'm going to hold on to the fact that he's able. There's too many biblical characters that was in the same mess that I'm in, but God bought them out. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, child of God, all you got to do is go home and read a, 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 a Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Fame of Faith. Everybody went through something, and their faith bought them out. Can I get a witness? Child of God, he, he, look, look, look. We grow from our groans. Why am I going through all this? Why, why do I have to wait? Why do I have to be still? Because God is teaching you something. You're learning. You're in the classroom of crisis. And when God is satisfied that he can trust you with his praise, regardless of what's going on in your life, then class is over. See, the reason we keep saying taking the same class is because he can't trust us with his praise. We so fickle and full of feelings I don't feel good today. I'm down today. Shut up, Smacker. Get up. <laughs> See, it's, listen, listen, it's not emotional. It's cognitive. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my God. My life is broken into three-thirds. The first third, my first 17 years was in South Philly. I graduated from high school at 17 because I was smart. <laughs> so my first 17 years, brothers, was on the streets of South Philly. Then from 17 to 24, I was in the military. 
So I got seven years traveling around the world in the military. And then the third and last third of my life was after I got saved to now, walking with God. When I'm thinking about the goodness of Jesus, I'm going back to South Philly when they were shooting up the street and gangs was everywhere. Da, da, and, and in spite of all that, the Lord brought me out. Do I have a witness? Thank you, Jesus. See, I can't possibly tell you what I had to live through at South Philadelphia High. When school was out and I come outside on Broad Street and here's 100 boys across the street in one gang, 100 boys. Hey, man, where you from? Come here. I, I can't possibly tell you when you get on the subway, folk taking your money. I, you know, can't, can't, you, you couldn't go nowhere. Can I get a witness? Uh, I was only at the Uptown one time, got ran out of there by South, by, you know, by North Philly. I can't tell you. And, and, and see, see, listen, you know, and I give these stories because I want you to understand and document them. Here, here am I, 16 years old, coming home, walking down the street of South Philly, and two carloads of guys pull up. Hey, Reese, they call me Reese, Maurice. Hey, Reese, what? Come on, man, going to a party. I said, no, nah, I don't want to go. Oh, man, don't be no choke. Get in the car. And trying to impress them, I got in the car. They took me way up 24th and Lehigh. Dead end street to a party. That was about 15 of us. And we in a party dance, and somebody said, what is South Philly doing up here? I didn't even know where to run to. <laughs> if you lived in 24th and Lehigh, the river was there. You know, Connie Mack Stadium was there. I didn't know where to run to. I said, what in the world did I get myself to? But I got out and got back home. So when I think about the goodness was it that got me back to where I live safely? It was Jesus. Do I have a witness? Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. When I was in the military and Vietnam was hot, Lord have mercy. And some of you been to Vietnam. Amen. And God was with me. Brought me home safe. Who did it? Jesus. In the ministry when I was messing up and ready to fall, ready to go back, messed up, crazy, God steps in. In the moment, in the nick, at the right time and gives me a strength in the midst of my struggle. It was Jesus. So when you come in here and I'm acting up and crying out and shouting, you're not going to shut my mouth. You're not going to shut me up. I'm going to tell the world who it was that pulled me out of hell. I'm going to tell the world who it was that put me on the street called straight. I'm going to tell the world who it was that turned my life around. Look, look at the final point. I got to get out of here. We should not become wanderers and wounded, but we need to worship. Huh? The Lord uh -huh, of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Salah. It encompasses his power. He, God reigneth 